The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We're doing another Houston Astros update podcast episode. I said episode like 20 times. But anyway, Rob Fontenot, your host, co-host, Michelle Neat. Michelle, what is going on with you? I have been spending all of my time keeping up with what's going on for the Astros because... I am dedicated to bringing the listeners the best information possible. That's what's going on. So before we get started, we are still sponsored by Ram Shirts, the company that brought you Crush City Tees. And I, let me tell you this, I went to it on a tour of Minute Maid Park, and I wore one of my Crush City Tees shirts. Someone on Twitter or someone I was messaging about tickets or something, they said, that's a really nice shirt. Where'd you get it? And I sent them the link, and they bought two of them. So I'm advertising for our sponsor. Someone bought two shirts. So that's how cool it is, guys. You ever see my picture on uh, Twitter or whatever? It's the, I wore the shirt, let's go. And that was inspired our, our giveaway code. If you want to win that shirt, type... In let's go to your email, Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. You can win a dugout mug, a custom dugout mug from the guys at Dugout Mugs. How awesome. Who doesn't want to win this? You want to win it, Michelle? Oh, I most definitely want to win this, like real bad. I wish I could, but I can't. It's a sacrifice I am making for you guys. So another thing, it's over. I mean, the, the tour was $25, and I don't know if I'll go out on a limb and say it's the best $25 I've ever spent, but I, you know, in my memory, I can't remember spending $25 that was that awesome. And, you, you know, you go through the, the clubhouse and all these different things, but the ultimate experience is being on the field. It, I mean, being on the field, sitting in the dugout, it's just so amazing. It's just it's just beautiful. And here's one thing that I just thought of that I did not write notes and we didn't think about it, but it was big news on Twitter the other day. They they took the big star out of center field, and I can't even remember the name of it, but they put some insurance sign on that on that big star in center field. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. It starts with a G or something, and honestly, if a sign, if the star leaving translates to a Correa and the colors extension, then sure, whatever, replace everything. If you must, I, I just want to, you know, I just want to get it done. So while I was there, 
2020, I had season tickets that I didn't get to use. And when they got canceled, they gave all of us $200 credit. And I blew that. And the team store with a blue, the only jersey I don't have is blue. I bought a blue Yuli Gurriel jersey. And I also bought a Colt 45 hat because I have every hat I can think of. But the Colt 45 hat is super sweet. And the tour is called the All-Star Tour, but you can't do it anymore. That's over. But you can take tours before the game. And this is something that I learned last year. If you take the pregame tour, whatever they're giving away, you get automatically. Oh, that's a fantastic way to get, like, that's a, listen, guys, hear this man. He's giving you bona fide strategies to snatch up all those sweet, sweet promo items. So just, I don't know, tour the, tour the park before the game every time you go. So I'm gonna it's go out of I'm gonna go out of order just a little bit. I, I was gonna talk about the breaking news with Lance McCullers first, but since we're talking about giveaways and stuff, so the tickets are going on sale tomorrow for the general public, unless you got a code, which both of us got. And I actually didn't even know I was gonna get one. And I just checked my mail when I got in the truck after work and I saw that I had it. So I went to see what there was. And I actually got four tickets. I called the kids, see if they wanted to go. So I got four tickets. And what I learned, just looking on, I, I, I learned it on accident. I wasn't looking for it. But they're giving away Jose Altuve white jerseys, 10,000 of them that day. And 50% capacity, you got a 50-50 chance of getting that jersey. Oh, well, uh, yeah, that's right, because the Minute Maid Park holds, like, what, 44,000-ish, 40,000-ish? Yeah, I would say it's, what, 20 to 22, maybe? Half, yeah. Halfway full, yeah. I mean, y'all stand a pretty good chance of grabbing that jersey. Um, I also got the code, but I wasn't sure what that email that I got meant. Um, only realized what I was looking at it, like, right before we... Uh, decided to sit down and do the podcast. So uh, I got the code too. Um, but tomorrow, my yeah, I, if I could, I'd spend uh, all of my disposable income on <laughs> Astros tickets. So I was curious about, you know, I heard about the social distance tickets and there's a lot of them that aren't. And I, I was like, I, how are they doing this? And when you go, buy tickets you can see it and it's for april you can only buy tickets for april right now and what it is is there's no the, at least the section i'm in there's no seat in the aisle seat then i got seats two through five then there's four empty seats and then four more so it's all in pods of four the row behind you and the row before you is empty so if you are scared about being around a whole bunch of people, that's what it's like. Social distance seats, 105, 106. I don't know where else. There's not a whole lot of them, but it's pretty awesome. Pretty excited. And uh, I'm excited about the breaking news. Would you like to break the news? Yeah, so right now, and this is coming from John Heyman. Um, I don't know if there's any Astro source to confirm that, but... Uh, 
John Heyman, and again, he has been off the market a few times, reported that the Astros have extended an offer to McCullers. And that's exciting, but I also raised my eyebrows at that. Because number one, if there's not a verified Astros source to back that up, I don't trust it. And number two, it makes no effing sense that they would uh, release. Because James Click said verbatim, you know, those private... Uh, those are private conversations that are kept private until there's anything to report. And I doubt that they would get an extension done with McCullers before they got one with Correa because Correa has the one, and uh, granted there's not such a gap in between them, but Correa was the one who first came out and said, I'm interested in staying in Astros for life. You know, he said, this is where I developed. I became a man. Um, Why would they put more energy and focus into getting McCullers done when, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know either. I, I was just thinking McCullers would probably, probably, I can't even talk, he would probably be more uh, cost-friendly, maybe. I mean, he's a starting pitcher. Who knows what they're going to do? But what what's weird is, like, who knows what the money's going to be? I don't even know what it would take to keep Lance McCullers. I don't know what the Astros would even spend to keep him. But John Heyman's tweet also said, uncertain of the likelihood something gets done at this point. And you said before that this guy has been wrong. And, you know, maybe he's just, you know, heard a little rumor, a little bird or something chirping in his ear, and he's just trying to be first. You know, so, you know, maybe he's focusing more on being first instead of being right. I like to call that irresponsible journalism and irresponsible reporting. Um, um, It's bad uh, when they don't do their due diligence. I mean, look at what happened with the buzzer rumor. That was started because an idiot spread false information and it caught fire and caught on. And to this day, I mean, people like person after person likes to parrot that information when it's been verified by Manfred, it's been verified by, I mean, Jeff Passan even said, and he hasn't always been like, he's never like, rah, rah, I love the Astros. It's not him. But he's even said that there's no uh, uh, credit uh, to the buzzer claims. Yeah, and that that tweet came out at like 5 p.m. Central today on Tuesday. So we'll see what happens Overall, are you happy? Do you want Lance McCullers to stay? Do you think he's worth extending? I think he's worth extending because um, I would hate to be right about this, and I hope to God I'm wrong, but I don't know that Verlander stays in Houston past this season. I don't think we could see him pitch really at all this year. I like. I mean, he's... He's we need throwing. a starting pitcher. He's throwing, but also we have to think about the fact that, like, Grinky walks after this season if there's not a contract done or something. He's 36 now, 37. Mm-hmm. 36. Well, I think he might be 37. Anyways, um, McCullers is a sure piece uh, in the starting rotation. And if you have that sure piece, he could 
he could be or he could slide into a Verlander type like role where he anchors the rotation and uh, you know you would have theoretically you would have him uh, Javier or Kiti I mean there's been some surprises too uh, Brian Abreu isn't a surprise but I mean it just creates po- like a positive uh, outlook for our pitching in the future if he does become an Astro for life I would love to have McCullers I would love to have him. I mean, the McCullough's foundation, he's fiery. And I love his attitude on uh, when it comes to things like the Astros or, you know, hmm. he's just a fun guy. Lance McCullers is Houston. I mean, he, he bleeds Houston, whatever blue and orange, whatever you want to say. I, I'm excited about it. I, I want him to stay. The, the thing about him and McC- uh, Correa is they both want to stay. And they both have injury history. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but since you brought up Grinky, let's go out of order again from the notes that I gave. Let's go with Grinky. Th- this is just another reason, folks, for Zach Grinky to be your favorite player. When Grinky was asked about the honor of starting on opening day, he said, never cared about it, still don't care about it. I guess it does give you a chance to make more starts during the season. Is this guy just crazy or what? He's not crazy. He's really straightforward. And um, he's um, a neurodivergent, meaning he's not uh, neurotypical. He, and in most times, it's, it's, it's a characteristic of neurodivergence that it's really just straightforward that you can only you can't, you only have a certain allotment of energy a day. So it's really hard to like, it just, he doesn't have time to, for small talk. He's not going to pretend or spend energy faking or sugarcoating anything. He's going to give it straight to you. He's going to get to the point because he's an efficient communicator. I like him for a number of reasons, but I also appreciate him because I think I understand him a little bit more than uh, the average bear. I think Robert Ford tweeted something about him i guess it was a while back some someone tweeted this about him i think it was robert ford you know he had a good outing and he said hey uh, zach do you have a time for an interview and he said i never have time for an interview and he walked off like he just wants to pitch he he, he cares less about being famous he cares less about talking he i mean he just wants to do his job and he's just cool I love the guy, and I'm sorry I call him crazy. That's not really a good choice of words. Not, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean, like, loco. I meant, like, this guy's crazy for not, you know, thinking being this opening day starter is a big deal. And that's also cool. Like, it's just another start, dude. It's no big deal. Um, but let's well, stick with I mean, Whoa, I you got it's... anything? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, on that, just the last note on that is that like I said, you only have a finite amount of energy a day and like he's, um, his energy and his focus, uh, all of that, uh, people should take it as a compliment that he's not like giving these interviews that his thought, like his head is in the game. His head is, uh, he's a very cerebral guy. So he is his pretty much it's all consuming for him. And that's why he's not going to do things like interviews also for other reasons, but you know, 
it is what it is. He's great. And as long as, uh, you know, he's with us, uh, I'm a fan. Hopefully the Astros will take some cardboard cutouts for Grinky to sit by this year because that was a cool moment last year. You know, looking up at the top of my page of notes, I forgot to bring something up at the beginning. Just want to remind you guys, March 28th, we'll be doing the giveaway show. And that possibly will be happening on the Locker Room app. So you can get the Locker Room app and you can actually uh, join us on the show and listen to us do that live. That's the plan so far. Hopefully it happens. But the giveaway, we'll be giving away a dugout mug and a shirt from Ram Shirts, your home for custom apparel. Um, Let's go to the pitching staff before we predict... We're not going to predict the 26-man roster, almost. I mean, Brian McTaggart, you know, predicted it again because there's been some changes. Uh, We had Jake Odorizzi, who will be in the rotation, but he's not ready. Uh, He won't be ready till the Astros' first homestand, so it's not like we got to wait a whole lot for him. But he is starting tomorrow uh, against the Nationals. So... Jake Odorizzi will be there. I don't know who's going to take his place, uh, but we got some news on Framber Valdez. He's healing. Yes. They, they receive word that he doesn't need surgery, but there's no timetable for his return. How awesome is that, that we are not going to go a whole season without Framber and that he doesn't have to have surgery? Um, it's awesome. But uh, about Jake Odorizzi, uh, he's not going to be ready for the season with us right away because – and the only reason that they've indicated is that he was signed on March 9th. So he's like, a, I'm sure that there's a little bit of time lost, uh, preparation time lost in the transition to Houston. So um, I expect great things from him. I bet he's going to have a killer outing tomorrow. Uh, for Framber Valdez, I think it's really absurd in the first place, just knowing the anatomy of the hand, the bones, a fractured it, it, I mean, even if it was a um, fracture to a metal carpal bone or uh, other bones in the hand on your ring finger, uh, and typically that fracture is called a boxer's fracture uh, or also called a fifth metacarpal fracture, um, it only takes three to four weeks to heal. Now, the healing process might include some additional time for someone like Framber, who is a professional athlete. But the fact that one doctor or the surgery was even mentioned indicates that there could have potentially been, they initially thought that there could have been damage to other things other than a fractured finger. So that's why surgery was probably even put out there in the first place. They got a second opinion. Um, so it's it's great news. It, it, it there's no timetable for recovery uh, or his return, uh, but I mean, we have Odorizzi and him and Grinky and McCullers, and I mean, our just our rotation is looking stupid good. Um, who uh, Bias? We have to we let let's talk about him. Let's do it. He, he, he um. Yeah, go ahead. So he's not going to be ready. Um, 
I'm not sure if they offered a time frame with him because uh, he came down with COVID, correct? Yeah, he had COVID a few weeks ago. And I do have a, a quote from Dusty Baker. He said he was a little bit behind when he came in. And he said he's not even close to being on the mound. He's just playing catch. So I don't know how much longer we're going to have to wait for this guy. I mean, it's, it's, it looks like we're going to wait for him longer than we are uh, going to wait for Oda Rizzi. Well, Oda Rizzi's not. Um, I'm sure that there's that they're not rushing him, that they're making sure everything is okay as far as COVID goes with him because it, uh, I mean, it could be pretty serious. Um, so that's probably why they're not pushing him. No, it's a respiratory uh, disease. Um, and so if something were to happen to his lungs at all, that could cause great problems if uh, they try to push him in his preparation. But, uh, you know, I guess it's better late than never. I know going into spring training, there was, what, about eight or nine guys that was dealing with COVID. And I think I, I, I thought Christian Javier was one of them. And I, I read something about it, but we'll talk about him later uh, when we predict the roster or when we tell you about Brian McTaggart's roster prediction. But I don't have anything else to add for Baez, but later on we'll tell you how he opens up the door for someone else to get a shot at being well, the long reliever. Well, um, so the eight or nine players with COVID, they, they not all eight of them had COVID, they had come in contact, some of them had come in contact with a COVID positive person. So there was time that they had to be quarantined and additional and go through additional health and safety protocols. So Javier was one of those who had come in contact with a COVID positive person. Okay, but he's good. He's just, but he's just behind a little because of, because he wasn't in camp on time. All right, so before we get to the roster, there, there is the roster and a thing about the schedule I want to do sometime at the end. But I did a couple of polls for conversation pieces, which I don't even think we're going to need, but we'll go over them real quick. We did, I, I wanted to ask the guys on Twitter. You know, we had the most epic week ever. And I was curious, which one of these, of these four, and what I did, I just took the top four. Which one of these do you think had the most listens? Like, what what was our most popular episode in the most epic week ever? And it was Blummer, Julia, Robert Ford, and the Astros train guy. Which one did you think was going to win? Which one did you think would get the most? I would think Blummer or Julia. Uh, Blummer, because, you know, he was an Astros player. He has been with the broadcast a tiny bit. Um, well, I think around the same amount of time as Julia, but um, he, I mean, people know him. He's endearing. He's been more of like a big personality. He's very interactive. Um, Julia, because I thought Julia may have uh, been first, though, because, uh, you know, we did, uh, it, it is Women's History Month, and there's been a big uh, push uh you know, we led the effort women in baseball week and maybe she got additional listens because of that. It kind of blows my mind that Robert Ford wasn't like at the top though, because it was probably 
I mean, it was a really good conversation we had with him. That's true. I mean, as far as content, very, very good. But I, I would have thought same way. It would be either Julia or Blummer. But the dark horse coming out of nowhere, the very last person that we had on, that's who, that's who had the most listens, was the train guy, Bobby Dynamite. Hmm. That was the most I mean, popular show. Was it? Do you think it was because it was the last one, and there was, you know, he had three days with nothing after him, or it's just because he's never on anyone else's show, and they wanted to see what he said? It was really close. I mean, it was like ten listens. Him and Blummer and Julia were very close. I mean, within ten or eleven, twenty at the most listens. I mean, it was very very close, but he did win. Well. I think he won because, uh, oh, I, I don't know why he won, but uh, not a, you don't hear a lot of interviews with him. So we had that, I guess he had that going for him. That's something he probably piqued the curiosity of many, many fans. Right. Like who didn't want to, I, I would want to hear it. Okay. So the other one, the other one, I guess I could have read when I was talking about buying tickets. I was curious. You know, they, they said Minute Maid Park will be open to 50% capacity. You know, last year they were saying it was going to be 25 because of COVID, but they opened it up 50% in April. So I put a poll. I didn't mean to have two polls, but I did a poll. And would you go yes or no? And yes, won 74% to 26%. And I actually voted no, but I was voting no to sitting around a bunch of people but now i'm actually going but i voted no but i'm in the social distance seat so what what would you do would you go uh yeah you know I, i'd come in a full-on astro houston astros hazmat suit if that meant <laughs> like i'm not kidding and i would make it rainbow jersey color or like the old school maybe even colt 45 i get very creative with it because i'm just trying to see some baseball like Lord Jesus, do I need live baseball? I'm pretty excited about going. I mean, I, I had the tickets in my basket, and I said, never mind. And then I went back, and they were still in there, because it gives you like eight minutes, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I'm pretty excited about watching. The only thing I'm not excited about is it's the angels. I'm not excited about seeing the angels at all. Yeah, I mean, it's a team that we could easily beat, I think. I mean, they're not a bad team, but. I know the difference in the difference in prices for the Angels game and the A's was a lot different, but I think it's because the A's was opening weekend. I think that was the difference. But anyway, I'm going. I wanted to go. I'm going. It's over. No more talking about it. What 26 guys will be sitting on that bench on opening day? What do you think? Um. Uh, oh, let's start with catcher. Martin Maldonado and Jason Castro. Um, doubt that they're going to carry a third catcher at this point. Um, uh, I mean, Garrett Subs will be on the 40-man roster, but I don't think he makes the 26-man roster opening day. As much as I'd like to see him, I don't think it will happen. Mm -hmm. Then you got Yuli, Altuve, Bregman, Correa. That's about, what, six of them? And then you go to the outfield, that's where the questions start. 
You've got Tucker, Brantley, Straw. That's your starting outfield, without a doubt. And the new name on the list in Brian McTaggart's prediction is Jose Siri. He he wasn't on the last one. It was it was Souza Jr. and Chaz McCormick. But Siri, so far in the spring training, has went five for twenty. McCormick two for eighteen, and Souza one for nineteen. What do you think about that? I think that's a pretty safe bet. Jose Siri was a surprise, but you know he said that. Uh, he said that he likes to look for surprises in spring training, what Dusty Baker did. Um, so, I mean, Jose Siri is not currently on the 40-man roster, so that means that they would have to make room for him somehow. Uh, That's I don't know true. Who goes. I don't know who goes, but uh, the, so for utility, I mean, Aledmus Diaz definitely is going to make the 26-man roster, but they also have Robel Garcia uh, yeah, that, as a uh, utility. They're both switch hitters. Uh, I mean, well, Garcia and Taro are switch hitters. Um, and they can play all over. Um, who do you think makes... I mean, obviously, Aledmus Diaz is... Of course. The, is the one utility guy. Uh, who do you think would be the second? Would it be Taro or do you think Garcia? The last time he did this, predicting the roster, there was only one utility guy. And they had more outfielders. But this Robel Garcia guy has come out of nowhere. We picked him up, I don't know, off of waivers from the Angels. They picked up someone from our our team, and they dropped this guy, and we picked him up. So it's almost like we traded him. But it looks like this guy is going to make the team, according to McTaggart. But he did say it could be Toro. I haven't been keeping up with spring training at all to be able to tell you. Uh, But... I mean, they've both been in the major leagues before, I guess. So, I mean, there's no difference in there. So, I mean, they're going to go with the best guy, right? Well, yeah, they'd be silly not to. But uh, with Toro, his production this spring has gone up. So, I mean, can it get better? Of course, he's still young. So, you know... And then the last, the last guys you were on Alvarez on the on the the offense for the thirteen guys to close yeah, that there, out. There's no question about it, um, unless a second uh, Jordan Alvarez appeared. <laughs> like if there were two Jordan Alvarezes, if he has the twin that he's just like being sneaky about hiding, bring them out. Uh, I would love a second one of you, um, but yeah, he'd be the he would be his only competition for the DH position. And I know that sometimes uh, Dusty Baker said that that rotates, but I think that because we have Jordan Alvarez with bionic knees, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty safe bet to say that he has locked it up. It's uh, official. He's the DH. I mean, who else would even come close? Nobody just to give him a day off. So let's go to the starting rotation without Odorizzi and without Verlander and without Framber Valdez. Just think about that. We would have Verlander, Framber Valdez, Grinky, Lance McCullers Jr., 
and Jake Odorizzi if we had our whole team together. But maybe we wouldn't get Odorizzi if we had Verlander, so maybe that wouldn't happen. But you got Grinky, Lance McCullers, Urquidy, and then this is what I was saying earlier about Christian Javier. It, you know, I had read something that he's not ready, but McTaggart has him making it. And then the other day, Belak pitched six innings or so and gave up two runs. I think he maybe went five. But McTaggart said that is a clue by them stretching him out to five innings that he is going to start uh, the uh, opening day. Not opening day, but he'll be there on the roster on opening day in the rotation. Brandon Belak. Well, I don't think that he is a – I'm not trying to be negative about him, but I don't really see him as a viable starter, to be honest. I like to think of him more as a long reliever or an innings eater. He did give a pretty – like, he gave an all right performance. Yeah, he gave up two runs, but uh, who among them hasn't? Um, I, I, I agree with that. I see him making the opening day roster, but I don't – really see him as a starter per, like a permanent starter he's a starter for now until we have those other guys catch up uh and get them fully prepped right o- older rizzi comes back as soon as we get back home he's he's gone i mean he's back in the minor leagues more than likely um but w- we have to keep our eye on uh, christian javier but you go to the relief pitchers you got presley smith Paredes, rayleigh stanick taylor and here's some of the questions. C-Sheck, he has C-Sheck making it, but he said Scrub could take C-Sheck's spot, but Scrub left the game his last outing with a sore arm, and the last spot would possibly be taken by Luis Garcia as the long reliever while we wait for Pedro Baez to come back. I think that Luis Garcia, I don't know how it would work out, but I would really love to see him stick around because he gave up. He has given some pretty, like, he's performed pretty well in spring training. Um, obviously, if Pedro Baez comes back, that would be great because, I mean, I've already said multiple times about him that, like, I'm happy about that acquisition. Uh, he performed so well uh, over his career. I mean, granted, it's like nobody's perfect, but. I am excited about Baez, but I do hope Garcia is there too. I'm excited about Baez and Stanek, just because they're two new guys, and uh, I'm just I'm just ready to see them. Do you have anything to add about the 26 man roster? I mean, there's a few questions, but they're only really because of injuries. I mean, coming into you know, spring training, there really wasn't too many questions to be answered. Uh, but, you know, the starting lineup, rotation, looks like it's going to work. It's Oda Rizzi comes back. I think we're in good shape. And that would lead us to talking about the schedule if you didn't have anything else to add. No, nothing to add about the roster. I mean, I'm always hopeful for a miracle. Uh, meaning that we'd see uh, Verlander at some point this season. I mean, he's throwing again. Yeah. So, uh, dear Lord, hear my prayers now, or whatever higher power, you know, (laughs) 
whatever, just do us a solid, dear baseball gods. He could be there. The playoffs. Michelle. If we yeah. make it. Okay, let's <laughs> yes, look, we will. We will make it. Let's look at this. It's always good to start out strong, right? So I just happened to see a story and it said whose schedule or who's gonna benefit from an easy schedule in April and who's gonna be hurt by this by the schedule in April. And the Astros, according to this. I mean, it's only prediction because you don't know who's going to be good and bad. Uh, you can only base it on, you know, prediction. Uh, but the Astros, according to them, have the second easiest schedule. And earlier I told you it was the Yankees with the first. And I'd have to look that up again. But it said the Astros play nine games against the Angels and the A's to open the season. But then the next 12 out of 16 are against the Tigers, the Mariners, and the Rockies. So the Astros should be able to get out to a very good start this year. Yeah, the only person on the Rockies that even remotely gave me, like, made me, uh, like, nervous is gone. He's a Cardinal now. So, I mean, the Tigers uh, are not an issue yet. Um but I mean, they're gonna put up more of a fight than I think. Uh, the Mariners, meh, uh, they'll be good eventually. Um, but I, I do think that it's gonna be better if uh, we do see uh, a strong lead. You know, if we just demolish in April, maybe it'll shut some of the. Uh, naysayers or dumb trolls up because my lord there's been a lot of them so when it it goes on to say about it you know that, that 12 of the next 16 april games are against tigers mariners and rockies who are projected to finish a combined 62 games under 500 it's one of the most favorable favorable i can't talk today first month schedules for any team and if you look at our division rivals, the two that we both predicted to finish second and third, they will be facing, and this is not my word because I would never speak like this, facing a gauntlet of a tough teams even as they get past the Astros series. The Angels face, remember who we faced, but the Angels have to face the White Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Twins for 11 games in April. And Oakland has to play the Dodgers, the Twins, and the Rays. So while we're playing the Tigers, the Mariners, and the Rockies, these guys are playing playoff teams. And that's another reason. We have an easier schedule. They have a tough schedule. We have a chance to really bust this season open right out of the gate in April. I mean, well, that's all fair and good. Uh Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a tough schedule for, uh, both of them. Uh, but I mean, it almost makes me have a uh, sympathy for those teams. It almost makes me feel something other than, uh, animosity, especially towards Oakland. Cause man, they've been, they were some real turds last season. They were not cool. Especially Ramon Lariano, man. I do not like that guy. Yeah, it said the Yankees have the easiest schedule, 
they do have to play the Rays and the Blue Jays, but they get to play the Orioles like seven, seven times in April. So that's one reason they have an easy schedule. But it looks that's good. That's not fair to. <laughs> that's not fair to Baltimore. That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> But the, I, I I was listening to somebody talk about Baltimore, and they said they they should be a little bit better this year. But who knows? But it's it, you know it's the Astros, Yankees. You know, can they clash again in the ALCS? They both have easy schedules to get out to a good start. You know what else I read today, and I I know I tweeted it that uh, George Springer's hurt. Did you hear that? Oblique strain. Yes, I did. Yeah, George Springer's hurt. Poor Blue Jays. That's what you get for taking our guy. Yeah, I'm sad that our guy is hurt. And I'm sad that he's a Blue Jay. And I really hope all of it goes smoothly for him. And he's a new parent. So, um, congratulations to uh, Springer on his new addition to the family. That is right. And do not forget about the giveaway, guys. We're going to narrow it down. I don't know. What do you think? About 12? Make it so it's not too many. But we'll narrow it down to a certain number. And then when the giveaway show starts, if you've been listening for a while, I found this spinning wheel where I can add names to this big wheel on the computer. And I'm going to spin it. And we are going to... How do you say that? Get rid of people. I don't know. I don't want to say it like that. Eliminate? We're going to eliminate people. So while you listen to the show, you know, you can hear yourself if you get eliminated, and and we'll build the suspense up. And the second guy left will win the shirt, and the final guy will win the dugout mug. Unless for some reason, the guy who wins the dugout mug would rather have the t-shirt, which that guy is nuts. Not that the the t-shirts aren't awesome, but who wouldn't want a dugout mug over a t-shirt? I don't know. I mean, the dugout mug certainly costs more. You know what the dugout mugs just posted, and I tweeted it. It's pretty sweet. $29.99. $29.99. They have a 2021 opening day logo dugout mug, and it's pretty sweet. Pretty damn sweet. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm, I'm jealous, so. But I do not want one. You know, when I, when I went on the tour, I'm going to throw the tour in there again. They do have a dugout mug in the team store. And it has the Astros 25, I think it's 25 years at, at Minute Maid Park. Uh, celebration or what do you call it? Anniversary? 25-year anniversary at Minute Maid Park. It's pretty sweet. It was $60, and I wanted it. That's how sweet it was. My goodness, that does sound sweet. All right, guys, we went a little long. If Michelle doesn't have anything to add, she can go ahead and tell you guys adios, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. I've got nothing else to add. I think we covered it all. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.